Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about why breathing too much causes feeling of panic. And I wanted to start with a quote by B.K.S. Iyengar, and he said, regulate the breathing and thereby control the mind. This is such an important quote to me because when I first learned about breathing and how it could change not only my physiology, but my psychology, I felt like it put me on the path to health and wellness again. I really noticed big changes, so much so that I had my health food stores at the time. And I remember people talking to me about, you know, their anxiety or their distress, their whatever, their panic. I don't think we use that word so much then, but they would be wanting to buy supplements and trying this and trying that. And I'd take them over to the little reading corner where we had some quiet area to talk And I wanted to just tell them about breathing. Of course, my business (laughs) was in helping them get the products they needed. But I swear to God, it made such a big difference in my life. I felt like I had to share the word. And that's probably why I am doing this podcast, because I know there are so many things you can do just for yourself that'll make a huge difference. And I hope that you will start today with breathing by understanding it a little bit more, and it will help you to control the mind because we can't always control those thoughts that are coming up. Not almost always, never. They just keep coming, but we can regulate the mind by our breathing. Breathing too much can cause us to have feelings of panic because it can disrupt the balance of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the body. I know you've heard me mention that here many times, but it's important to understand because when we breathe too quickly and too shallow, we can actually be exhaling too much carbon dioxide, which can lead us to having respiratory alkalosis. Now, this condition causes symptoms of dizziness, lightheadedness, tingling sensations, and panic attacks. Does any of that sound familiar to any of you? Normally, carbon dioxide levels in the blood signal the brain to breathe in in order to replenish oxygen levels. But when we breathe too much, too quickly, we end up We're taking in more oxygen, yes, but the problem comes because we are exhaling too much carbon dioxide and the brain can receive a signal that we are not getting enough oxygen. This can trigger the sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for fight or flight, to respond 
and cause feelings of panic and anxiety. As a matter of fact, they have tested and shown in laboratories when there is not enough carbon dioxide, you feel like you are not getting enough air. So it causes you to breathe more, which causes you to exhale more carbon dioxide. So you really, it's very hard to get out of that loop. Does that sound familiar too? That's just how we can get in that cycle of anxiety and breathing wrong and causing ourselves to have more feelings of panic and anxiety. The key here to today is about the breath. So in addition, hyperventilation or breathing too much can cause the blood vessels in the brain to constrict, which can lead to a decrease in blood flow and oxygen to the brain. This can cause symptoms such as dizziness, confusion, and even loss of consciousness in severe cases. That's not happening to you with anxiety and panic, but with hyperventilation taken to the extreme, these are big things that can happen. Again, the dizziness, confusion, not being able to think clearly. I know this sounds familiar. It sure was for me. It's important to note that while breathing techniques such as Deep breathing can be helpful in reducing anxiety and promoting relaxation. It's important to breathe at a comfortable and natural rate to avoid hyperventilation and its associated symptoms. This is why I always tell you to breathe at your rate. Yes, you may want to space it so that your exhale is longer and slower, but I don't want you to be breathing in to a certain count or a certain number because when I follow those things on the apps out of interest and curiosity, I would be breathing at twice my normal rate. And that would cause me to not feel well. So let your inhale take care of itself. Concentrate on your exhale being longer and slower and your inhale can take care of itself and you will begin to stay away from hyperventilation and all of those uncomfortable symptoms such as lightheadedness, dizziness, and tingling. Today's episode is sponsored by Prolon Life. This is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making the cells believe they're fasting. It is proven to induce autophagy or autophagy, the body's internal cellular repair and recycling pathway, which has been linked to improved health and reduced disease. The five-day program uses science-backed nutrition technology that offers the benefits of prolonged water fasting while providing food and nutrients to enhance safety, adherence, and long-term outcomes. I have wanted to do a water fast for quite a while for health reasons, but I've not found the right place or time yet, so I'm very excited to try Prolon Life. 
its five-day program as soon as it arrives. It offers all the benefits of fasting without the inconvenience. Prolong Life's program includes snacks, soups, and beverages designed to keep your body in a fasting state. It's no wonder why thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon to support healthy blood sugar and cardiovascular health. Right now, Prolon is offering the Anxiety Coaches Podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash ACP. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash ACP for the special offer. Prolon L Nutra. That's prolonlife.com slash ACP. Breathing is like the waves in the ocean. It comes in and it goes out. We don't just constantly have waves coming in. We notice how the water rushes back out again. And it is same with our breath. Breathing in or inhaling activates the sympathetic nervous system. This increases heart rate. And breathing out or exhaling activates the parasympathetic side of our nervous system. The rest and digest and this relaxes the heartbeats. So this is our nervous system. We increase by breathing in. We have our sympathetic side of our nervous system. We breathe out and we have our parasympathetic side of our nervous system. It's just like the waves. They come in and they go out. And we are using both sides of our nervous system with every breath. And this is why I have that constant reminder to everyone to have that longer, slower exhalation if you are feeling stress or panic rise. It's not that one is better than the other, our inhale or our exhale. We just need the harmony with our nervous system, just like driving. We need our gas pedal and our brake pedal but we don't activate both at the same time. It's harmonious. It's back and forth. So I wanted to talk step by step about how to breathe to correct hyperventilation if you get yourself into that situation, or how to get the oxygen and carbon dioxide balance corrected. I know the feeling of when it's off balance. For me, it feels like that feeling of, I can't get enough air in. No matter how much air I take in, it feels like it's not enough. And that's because we need the carbon dioxide, which we are low on, we have breathed it all out, to get that oxygen that we took in in order to get it into our cells. I'm not going to get into how that happens. It's very interesting. And if you want to know more about breathing and how all of that happens to get everything in order and get it off into your cells so that you are nourished, you might do well to listen to Huberman Lab's episode on breathing. It's very interesting, and he is a wonderful teacher, and so he explains it in terms that you will not only understand, but you will get a lot out of. Okay, so if you are experiencing hyperventilation and feeling like I used to, I mean, maybe you feel differently, but I would feel like I could take more air in, but I couldn't quite get over the hump. I didn't feel 
like it was complete somehow. And it wasn't. It was because I could suck a lot of air in, but I wasn't able to be holding on to enough carbon dioxide to make it feel like I was being oxygenated. So what's important to do? It's important to slow down your breathing and focus on taking slow, deeper breaths, meaning just relax your belly to restore the balance of oxygen and carbon dioxide in your body. Here's a little step-by-step guide on how you can breathe to correct hyperventilation. Just sit down. It's good to sit down because you're doing something on purpose. But if you can't sit, obviously stand. Be comfortable and let your uh, muscles relax. Relax your shoulders especially because you don't want to be using those shoulder muscles to breathe, which we don't need to be doing that right now. That's when you're maybe running or, you know, running away from that real tiger. Then I want you to place one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly and just breathe in slowly and deeply through your nose. I'm a big believer in nose breathing. Allow your belly to expand as you inhale. You should feel the hand on your belly move more than the hand on your chest. And then exhale slowly and fully through your nose or your mouth. I use my nose. I don't know. I'm a nose breather. Allowing your belly to deflate as you exhale. Just notice that it does move back a little bit. You should feel your hand on your belly move inward and continue to take slow breaths like this. Deep breaths. And I mean deep by the fact that your belly is relaxed. That lets your diaphragm flatten so that the lungs are expanding more. That's what makes it a deep breath. Focusing on filling your belly with air as you inhale and emptying your belly as you exhale. If it's difficult to slow down your breathing, try doing some counting for yourself as a nice slow count to four as you inhale and then count to four as you exhale, just so that you know that they're kind of on the same even playing field. And if you like, you can extend your exhale to be a little bit longer doing this. Holding your breath or taking quick, shallow breaths can make hyperventilation worse. If your symptoms persist or become severe or you have it all the time, this hyperventilation, just be sure to mention it to your healthcare team when you are seeing them again, because maybe you have some underlying issue for this, but most people do not. It is mostly just this confusion in breathing that we can get ourselves into when we start breathing really quickly and in the upper third of our chest. I lived this. I was always breathing little short breaths. And once I realized it and corrected it, I cannot tell you what a blessing it was. So many things changed, my physiology and my psychology. It's important to note that while deep breathing can be helpful in correcting hyperventilation, it's also important to address anything that you may have going on that's causing the hyperventilation. And that might be why you're here listening to this show, because that can include anxiety and stress. 
So if you find yourself trying to correct the breathing, also try to do some of the other things we talk about here, such as, I'm not even going to get into it, all of the other shows. We have so many ways for you to begin to relax your nervous system, and breathing is one of them. So you heard me mention a little bit earlier in the show how I'm a nose breather, and I am sure of how nose breathing is helpful. So I thought I would take a moment in today's episode to talk about nose breathing and how it can actually help you to balance the oxygen and carbon dioxide in your system. Many people are mouth breathers, and there's a multitude of health issues that come along with that. So I want to talk about how breathing through the nose can help balance your oxygen and carbon dioxide, but I also want you to know that it is helpful in so many ways. It's actually true. There's an old saying, I can't remember who said it, but it's very old. The nose is for breathing, the mouth is for eating. And so many people don't breathe through their nose because they think they can't. And there are many ways that you can correct all of that. If you think you have difficulty breathing through your nose, or you think you have a deviated septum, you might, but you might not. They're finding that many people are just not breathing through their nose enough for it to stay clear. I'm not going to get into all that. That's not my specialty, but I do want you to understand how nose breathing can help balance your oxygen and carbon dioxide. First off, nasal breathing promotes diaphragmatic breathing. It's letting your belly relax, the diaphragm flatten, and that is the way that we get full, complete breaths. When we breathe through our nose, it encourages us to use our diaphragm, which is the muscle, again, that's located at the bottom of the lungs. Diaphragmatic breathing is a more efficient way of breathing that allows us to take deeper breaths and use more of our lung capacity. This can help improve the exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the body. The second point, nasal breathing helps to filter, humidify, and warm the air. The nose is designed to filter out pollutants, dust, and other particles in the air that we breathe, as well as humidify and warm the air before it reaches the lungs. This helps to protect the lungs from irritation and inflammation and can help improve the efficiency of the gas exchange in the lungs. And again, if you're more interested in learning the deep science behind all of this breathing and your health, again, I would suggest listening to Huberman Lab's episode on breathing. Number three, nasal breathing promotes the production of nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is the gas that's produced in the nasal passages. And what does it do? It helps to dilate blood vessels, which can increase blood flow and improve the delivery of oxygen to the tissues. In addition, nitric oxide has been shown to have anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial properties, which can help protect the respiratory system. Mouth breathing 
My fourth point is about why you mouth breathing. Oh, you don't want to go there. Mouth breathing can lead to over breathing. Breathing through the mouth can cause us to take in too much air, which can lead to over breathing and a decrease in the carbon dioxide levels in the body. And this can lead to symptoms such as dizziness, lightheadedness, and even panic attacks. I hope that you are seeing where I'm going here. If you can learn to breathe through your nose, and there's lots of ways you can learn how to do that. I'm not getting into that today. Learn to breathe through your nose. That's what it's there for. You can hear from what I pointed out all the reasons why it is good for you. It can help to balance that oxygen and carbon dioxide levels by promoting the diaphragmatic breathing, filtering and humidifying the air, and promoting the production of nitric oxide, and prevents you from over-breathing, which I think is so important. I know I was stuck in it, and I was doing it all the time, so that I have a feeling there's a good percentage of you out there that might be doing the same thing. I'd love to hear from you if you can begin to teach yourself how to nose breathe. Teach yourself during the day first, and then you can see you might just naturally be a nose breather at night then too. But let me know. Let me know if you did this. If you noticed any changes, I would love to hear from you. I love being able to share the things that changed my life and continue to change my life. The more I talk about this, the more I learn and the more I can share with you. I love hearing from you. Anxiety Coaches Podcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. Improper breathing is a common cause of ill health. And that's from Andrew Weil. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. I'd like to invite you to our exclusive group coaching membership. It's an opportunity to join a community of like-minded individuals that are committed to achieving their personal goal of living with more peace and calm. Our membership program offers you the chance to connect with a group of individuals who are dedicated to clearing their chronic stress, anxiety, and panic while living with joy. You'll have the opportunity to participate in live group coaching sessions with me. By becoming a member, you also gain access to exclusive resources and materials designed to support your healing, well-being, and growth. These include skill sheets, access to all the Anxiety Coaches podcast episodes ad-free, and perhaps the most significant benefit of our membership program is the support and accountability that comes from being part of a group of like-minded individuals who are all striving towards similar goals. You'll be able to share your experiences and insights with coaches and group members, receive feedback and advice, 
and build relationships with people who share your desire to live with freedom from anxiety, worry, and negative thoughts. Start overcoming anxiety today and make it last a lifetime. Sign up for our group coaching membership today and take the first step toward unlocking your full potential for more peace and calm. Go to acpgroupcoaching.com. I'd love to see you in the group acpgroupcoaching.com. The link is in the show notes.